aka Padres, I am here. This is Peter A. DeLuca, another known as Peter Anthony DeLuca. That is me. I am your herald of pop culture, and today, right here, right now, on aka Pads Audio Audacity Podcast, we are getting into Bone Tomahawk. This is a part of a two-episode two like link series of Craig Zoller. He is the... He's just... The new Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I think he's the, the Tarantino that, like, you know, I think if Tarantino could have redirected his career, like go back in time, Avengers Endgame style, and took a couple different steps as of what he was doing and why, he would have he would have been this guy. So let's get into it. Let's hit that intro. Intro's quick, and I'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back. Thank you everyone, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it, I appreciate you. And and hey, hey, let me let me give you a couple things to uh, you know place on the the corkboard of your gray matter because it, look everything today everything today, everything within Hollywood. I I'm I'm just getting right into it. No anecdotes. Uh, Hollywood is falling apart, film criticism is falling apart. Film criticism is long dead, and Hollywood is in a streaming bloodbath war that, uh, who, like, it it just, it seems like the only winner is going to be consolidation. Uh, you know, like, it's, it's going to be Netflix or Amazon is going to start acquiring these, uh, secondary streaming services. And by secondary, I mean everything outside of Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix, and there's going to be a, a, a consolidation within the last, uh, the, within the next year. It's going, I think it's going to happen very quickly. And uh, what do I mean by consolidation? Okay, Con- number one, consolidation, always bad when it comes to business. Super bad. Number two, okay, consolidation enforces more control. And we don't want that. You know, when it comes to business and companies, we, we want more competition now breaking up a company and pushing competition you know like forcing that company to break up is not exactly the same thing and it's you know to see some of the effects of that it takes a while it takes a long time so is it a win-win is it a lose-lose situation a thousand percent okay it, uh, it's very hard to determine Winners and losers, uh, losers when we break up a big company, uh, but we immediately see losers when it comes to consolidation, and that is the consumer. See, everyone, all all these low energy, low level. I'm not going to think about my opinion. Geeks out there that have much larger audiences than yours truly, but hey, we're building, we're building the AKA Pad Army. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. These other guys, they want to go on and on about how great it was that Disney bought Fox. It's not. It wasn't great that Disney bought Star Wars. It wasn't great that Disney bought Marvel. Marvel comic books tanked. It's 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 in the toilet. There's all kinds of good reasons for it. Star Wars is at all-time enthusiastic low. Okay? People are not enthusiastic for Star Wars. I think that's the biggest issue. 
people, uh, there's all kinds of good conspiracy theories out there. One of them being George Lucas still owns the rights, which is what were you purchasing? Uh, it's it's a very basic question. You know, uh, I you purchase like you 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 purchase the house and everything inside the house. Now Lucas could be getting a small percentage, a small percentage of the original and the new you know uh episodes one through six we'll we'll just say that that could be true i'm all over the place there everyone that could be true uh most likely that makes sense but him having a a, a controlling uh percentage stake just isn't like the the right thing and and anyone that's been involved with ip law you kind of know that um you know some people are saying well they changed the falcon you know with the with the shield they they changed uh, C-3PO, this and that. Okay, that's not enough to get Disney off the hook for paying out Lucas. It's not, but that's that's regardless. So Disney tanked Star Wars, just the enthusiasm lost. Um, I think there's little enthusiasm for Marvel Phase 4. So the MCU is in danger. And then we have like the X-Men franchises and Fantastic Four franchises that Disney acquired from Fox. Now... These are the film franchises, okay? The rights. Oh, and if you hear anything, yeah, uh, Philly has been in the monsoon all week. Uh, I got caught. Oh, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I dropped out there for a second. Philly has been in, in a little bit of a monsoon uh, all week. <laughs> it's happening right here, right now. So uh, I apologize for, for some of that. But yeah, and then... These geeks just wanted to go into this adulation that the MCU will get the Fantastic Four and X-Men. Like, glory day. Like, Mount Zion, holy day. Okay? But it's not. See, we don't want single companies gaining control of industries. Okay? We want competition. Uh, we wanted Fox to be put in a position against Disney to improve its films to stay afloat. Okay. Uh, Disney just going around buying everything. It, it's, it's, it's going to create chaos. Okay. And a lot of good people at Fox get let go. And these, to me, these are the underlining issues. To me, they're very disturbing. They're disheartening. And they're just, they're not. I hate to say it. They're a little bit un-American. I'll say it. Okay. And but anyway, so <laughs> the end with that frame. But look, that's a little bit of like the, the Twitter sphere. That's what's happening on the YouTube and the internet is is just forwarding, foregoing conversation. Okay. And and I will still say you can you can think what you want about Marvel Phase 4. It just was a thud to me. And they're trying to say things to make it exciting still. Uh, and it's just almost like, oh my God, no, like nothing's really exciting. Uh, you know, you, you, you have a phase with no discernible direction from your titles alone. And the titles alone should like, you know, I, like I remember seeing the Avengers, uh, Infinity War, uh, logo when, when they first announced that. And it was just like, what the, it was just like mind blowing almost, uh, it was like, wow, they're really doing it. And it's going to be a part one. And it's going to be a part two. And it literally challenged uh, everything you thought about your your geeky self. You know? Like, it just... 
uh, ev everything you thought <laughs> that was geek in you, it would be like, how more exciting could this get? And and here it is. That's you know, and in in a way, Watchmen's designed for that, and so is Dark Crystal. Watchmen to me doesn't look interesting, nor should it exist. That's maybe another another topic that that will shine over soon. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at AKAPad, you know, I, I some sometimes I, I put in good good blurbs about like you know like further detail about some of these uh, quick takes of mine and and Age of Resistance or Dark Crystal Age of Resistance uh, they have completely missed the mark completely missed the mark of what that series should be to the original you know to the movie because the movie is set in a very clear specific time for there's a reason there's a storytelling reason and it is ballsy it is genius and it's just like straight up 80s where we're just going to do it like we're going to we're going to figure out how to make a humanless movie and we're just going to do it and you're going to you're going to love it you're going to love it uh age of resistance is the story People are like, Pete, how can you know? You haven't even seen it yet. Okay, I've seen enough. I've seen enough, kids. The story for Age of Resistance is a complete failure when it comes to the, the mythos created within the movie of the Dark Crystal. How can I get excited for that? I can't. And I get it. They're they're pushing these visuals. They're they're like it, this is finally we get to explore more of the world of the Dark Crystal. That seems to be the hook. The story looks to be garbage. It's lazy. And it, and it doesn't lead into the movie. Even the backstory that we know from the movie. This is definitely an upcoming video of, uh, of mine. Uh, I'm sorry. So find me on YouTube at AKAPad again. Okay. So what, what do I mean? Is, is, isn't it blasphemous to, to compare filmmakers to Quentin Tarantino? It certainly is. Is it lazy? Is it, uh, you know, platitude, low-hanging fruit? It, it is. It, it, it comes off as low energy. I criticize a lot of people about being low energy. And... Just looking at the career of Tarantino, he went into genre filmmaking. And he went into... And people say, he did it Quentin's way. Okay, okay, sure, whatever. Like, you know... He, he, he did it the way he likes to do it, the way he's allowed, the, the way he gets away with. And Craig, Craig S. Zoller, Craig S. Zoller, or S. Craig Zoller, this dude is a certified, certifiable mad man. He makes metal albums, like multiple ones. I think he has like eight of them. He's written like four to five novels. And... Bone Tomahawk was kind of like his writing, directorial, and composition, composing debut. And great cast, great idea, uh, simple. And it's genre. You know, it fits right into cowboy. It's a cowboy movie. It's one of the best modern day cowboy movies. I haven't, you know, like, it took me a while between episodes here because I wanted to watch it and then I watched it. I watched it twice because even even the the uh, the title, like the the title cuts glass. The title is so 
good. And it's almost like, yes, the, these troglodytes that are in this movie have a bone. They use bone tomahawks. They use, uh, their weapons are bones. It's it's just masterful. And so what's the plot of the movie? Okay, it's we, we it, the movie begins with a, uh, a, a throat cutting. So no spoilers there. Okay, and we have these two rogues. One of them's the clown from the uh, Devil's Rejects movie. I always forget that guy's name. And the other one is David Arquette. And they're slicing the throats of some, like, you know, prospectors or people coming into town. And they're robbing them. And then they stumble into the lair, we'll say, uh, of these troglodytes, these cannibals. And one of them gets killed and one escapes. And then, like, the movie kind of builds into a kidnapping where, you know, like, the searchers, like, very much like, they have to go into this unknown region that, uh, and we all know what, you know, what, what's ahead of them. And, you know, they're, they're going to hit uh, obstacles along the way, but they have to go, it's a rescue mission, they have to go rescue the girl. And that's the movie. And along the way, we have, you know, some Mexicans that might want to, you know, like, uh, treasure Sarah Madre. Uh... You know, like, we don't need no stinking badges type of scene. Uh, which was massively, like, handled, by the way. And, uh, you know, we have, like, Southern Violence, which is a uh, S. Craig Zahar trademark now. His Southern Violence is maybe some of the best. It's, it's maybe some of the And what, what do I mean? I, I, it's not glorified, but it's Southern. And you see the... Um, uh, effects of it immediately the camera doesn't turn away but you see it and it's not me- it's meant for shock value but it stays with you and everyone uh, with this movie kind of goes into detail about there's one cannibal uh, cannibal scene where the the or the the, the troglodytes they're, they're not indians they're not native americans they're troglodytes and they you know, basically, like, rip someone to pieces and and and, and pour his intestines out. <laughs> and it's, it's so well done. It's so well thought out. It's scary. And it's a, a little bit even, like, uh, heartwarming. Like, you know, what, what do I mean? Because it's a, um, it's a scene between men. Okay. And it's, it's, uh, we're not done here yet. We, we have to wake up. Like, you know, like the one dude's like asleep, but it's like, wake up. And, you know, they're, they're trying something. They're going to do something. Wake up and we got to get out of here. We have to try and get out of here. Wake up, wake up. And that scene just sticks with you. And there's a lot of other scenes like that. Okay. Uh, part of the cast. This movie is so well stacked. And I, I apologize if I'm all over the place with this, uh, uh, it's only because there's there, there's like a real passion I have for this type of filmmaking because it is gritty, it is dirty, and there I say it, it's masculine. It's masculine, okay. And there is a draw. There's a uh, there's a perfection to that angle when it comes to storytelling. Setting out to make a masculine movie, uh, you're setting out to uh, streamline your story in such a way. In such a way that uh, it's hard to do at any other baseline. It really is. 
And, and you're like, Pete, what the hell are you talking about? I'm talking Alien. I'm talking Predator. I'm talking Terminator. These movies are as great and, and were able to be perfected just within concept and, and presentation because they're masculine driven. It, it's, it's, it's one of those baselines, rails. And it's so easy to place things on that rail if you're caref careful enough and thought thoughtful enough. And you, you can weave it. You can weave it. And I hate it. it. Maybe it's scientific. I think it's scientific. But look, we have Patrick Wilson. Uh, in So Patrick Wilson from the Conjuring movies. Uh, you know, recently uh, Aquaman. He played King Orn. Uh, I guess he was king for a very short time in that movie. And I loved Aquaman, by the way. And we have the great Kurt Russell. Uh, this is one of his better modern day performances. Matthew Fox. And Richard Jenkins, the father from Step Brothers. And Richard Jenkins plays this old deputy that isn't dumb. But he's simple. And he's old. And, but he's not he's not like retarded like they kind of portray you know like all these westerns kind of always have like a retard but anyway <laughs> but this guy's not any of that and don't you ever use that term it's bad if you say that word it's bad you're a bad person don't repeat uncle peter over here so along the way uh this troop you know, we get some di dissection of motivation, of, of intentions, like no real revelations, but it's trial because Patrick Wilson's character has like a bum leg. And I love it because it's, uh, I was just watching Project X with a friend of mine this weekend because we went out for a complete rager just past Saturday, complete bug nuts rager. See, when people are like, Pete, like, do you go on vacation? Do you like travel like you used to? Do you go on vacations like you used to anymore? And, and my answer is usually no. Because I literally feel like I'm living a vacation and, and my weekends are so big sometimes like Friday night going into like Monday morning. Uh, it's it's a it's vacation zone right there. So, you know, like that's what happens when you live in the city of 1.5 million people and you love life. It's just what happens. I'm sorry. I don't need to go to like the the Biohamas, the Biohamas and, and and live it up in some weird way. Okay, no. No, I'm living it up right now, kids. Try and keep up. And we were watching Project X. And I realized while I was watching Project Project X 2 is the ultimate kid party movie. It, it really is. It's, it's perfection. In that genre. And in Project X, there's a scene where they run into uh, like the local college drafted baseball player. Like, you know, semi-famous, locally famous baseball player. When they're at the grocery store and, you know, he blows them off when they tell him about the party. But then they, when he realizes who's talking to him, he's like, oh, that's your party. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going. And then it's like, he's like, you know what? Don't worry about anything. I'm going to bring up, like, I'm going to bring girls and I'm going to, like, bring all the alcohol you need. And the movie doesn't address young kids getting alcohol. Like, they removed the trope so early. They moved the, the the trope is out, okay, and then we can focus on something else because like there is a um like an audience expectation. I think the audiences are programmed uh, with a lot of these movies nowadays, where you have to like subvert expectations within the the thread of the plot, though. 
okay not not in in concept okay you you fail every time you try and convert expectations within concept and presentation you know you subvert expectations within the plot and there's there's good reasons for that to why that works and one doesn't so how does how does bone tomahawk uh, kind of emulate a little bit of project x well it takes away the uh hey i'm gonna get injured along the way trope because Patrick Wilson's character is already already has a, a bum leg, already has a bum leg. So what's the? Uh, I, I'm sorry, so sorry about that, everyone. Just seems uh, to be a little bit still having intermittent audio issues, and and I do my best to make a perfect recording for all of you. But yeah, so the pa Patrick Wilson subverts the trope easily right out of the gate. You know, it's set up to like one of the first scenes we have with Patrick Wilson is kind of like about the 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 bum leg and this movie just says well we're going to just put that character in the beginning and he's going to go on the journey and and then we're going to begin and it's awesome because like as an audience member your mind doesn't go there your mind's not like oh which one of these guys is going to fall down like a well which one of these guys is going to you know get shot or something and then you know be 50 percent through the rest of the journey and they're going to argue about keeping up and, and and all these other things now patrick wilson keeping up does come into play but it's it's way more like it's just way more thoughtful uh and artful and i'll say deliberate it's deliberate deliberate within the intent that's that's what really uh grows here it's the intent of the film so what 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 what, what would i argue about the intent it's very simple. The intent of this film is to entertain. That's it. Wow, this rain's really coming down. It's to entertain. Okay, and it's not to give you a gotcha ending. It's to give you a complete ending. And it's for you to leave as an audience member. Like, holy crap. Okay, this guy understands how to make a movie. All of his movies end this way. You, uh, I think it's masterful. And I do believe if uh, post... Uh, Reservoir Dogs, Quentin Tarantino. I think if you could take back Jackie Brown, he would. I think if you could go into like a Inglorious Basters, a Kill Bill, Django Unchained, even, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and do a genre movie, right? You know, like, I don't know. I really, because Quentin Tarantino seems to only want to make genre movies. He wants to make like Death Proof. He wants to make a sci fi movie. That's why he's flir flirting so much with Star Trek. The, Zahir uh, is that guy and he's the filmmaker he's the filmmaker okay he's an altar okay and he it, when you watch a movie with him you're watching a designed product okay he has things figured out he has a pipeline and he has a voice that he's communicating to you and look you know his material is good because he gets nothing but top actors. I mean, like, it, again, the cast for this movie is stacked. Matthew Fox in this movie, this might be my favorite role outside of Jack from Lost for Matthew Fox. He's so good in this movie. He's so freaking good. And it's like you're afraid of him and, and you kind of love him. And he's a little bit like Val Kilmer in Tombstone. He, he has a little bit of that. And I love it. But look, look, everyone, watch this movie. Let me know what you think. Communicate with me. Reach out to me on social media, aka pad all over the place. 
uh, Instagram though, aka Pad Thirteen. But we we would mostly talk on Twitter, so hit me up on Twitter or find me on Facebook with aka Pad Thirteen. Also, it's either okay. I take it back. It's either aka Pad or aka Pad Thirteen. Don't forget about my upcoming Indiegogo comic book, Trial by Fire. That is coming up super soon. I know I've been teasing it for a while, but hey, I like things to be good. I like things to be somewhat perfect. Um, perfectionist. But hey, go out there, create, rock and roll, be eclectic, and I love you.